Chapter Eleven of the Charing Cross Mystery by J. S. Fletcher. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lady Rivers Reed. As Heatherwick was breakfasting next morning, Mapperly, outwardly commonplace and phlegmatic as ever, walked into his room. Brief outline first, Mapperly commanded Heatherwick, instinctively scenting news. Details later. Well, spotted him at once at victoria said mapperly followed him down there he was at riversreed an hour then went back to dorking had lunch at red lion stopped there till four o'clock lunching and idling went back to town by the four twenty nine arriving six five i followed him then to the cafe de paris he dined there and hung about till past ten and then he went to vivian's night club Heatherwick pricked up his ears at that. Vivian's night club. Here, at any rate, seemed to be a link in the chain of which Matherfield believed himself to hold at least one end. The five-pound note found on granite had been traced to Vivian's night club. Now Mapperley had tracked Lady Riversreed's mysterious visitor to the same resort. To Vivian's night club, eh, Mapperley? he said let's see where is that entrance is in candlestick passage off st martin's lane replied mapperly with promptitude clubs on the first floor jolly fine suite of rooms too you've been in it suggested heatherwick twice not last night though you didn't give me any further orders than to see where he went finally after returning to town so when i'd run him to earth at vivian's i went home I argued that if he was wanted further, Vivians would find him. All right, Mapperly, but before that, you followed him to Riversreed Court? Mapperly grinned widely. No, I did better than that. I was there before him, much better that than following. I spotted him quick enough at Victoria, then made sure he'd got the ten-ten. Then I got in. As soon as we got to Dorking, I jumped out, got outside the station, and chartered a taxi and drove off to Rivers Reed Court. I made the driver hide his cab up the road. I laid low in the plantation opposite the entrance gates. Presently, my lord came along and drove up to the house. He was the best part of an hour. Then he drove off again towards Dorking. I followed at a good distance, keeping him in sight all the same. He got out of his conveyance in the high street. So did I. He went into the Red Lion. So did I. He had lunch there. So had I. After that, he lounged about in the smoking-room. I kept an eye on him. I suppose he didn't meet anybody? Nobody. Well, and at the Café de Paris, did he meet anybody there? He exchanged a nod and a word here and there with men and women that came in and went out, but as to any arranged meeting, I should say not. I should say, too, that he was well known at the Café de Paris. Did he seem to be a man of means? You know what I mean. He did himself very well at lunch and dinner, anyway, said Mapperly with another grin bottle of claret at dorking and a pint of champagne at the cafe de paris big cigars too that sort of man you know heatherwick considered matters a moment 
"'How did you get into this Vivian's nightclub?' he asked suddenly. "'Pay,' answered Mapperly laconically, "'at the door. "'Some nonsense about being proposed, but that's all bosh. Two of you go, say, Brown and Smith. "'Brown proposes Smith, and Smith proposes Brown. "'All rot. Anybody can get in, with money. "'And what goes on there? "'Dancing, drinking, devilry.' "'Quite respectable, though,' replied Mapperly. "'Been no prosecutions, anyway, so far.' "'What time does it open?' Nine o'clock,' answered Mapperly, with a suggestive grin. "'In the old days it didn't open till after the theatres, but now earlier.' "'Really not a nightclub at all, in the old acceptation of the term,' suggested Heatherwick. "'Evening, really.' "'That's about it,' agreed Mapperly. "'Anyhow, it's Vivian's.' "'For the second time in the course of his investigations, "'Heatherwick's thoughts turned to Boxley. "'Boxley's love of intimate acquaintances "'with all sides of London life "'had doubtless led him to look in at Vivian's. "'He would ask Boxley for some further information, "'and he looked up Boxley at the club. "'Boxley knew Vivian's well enough,' "'Innocent and innocuous now,' said Boxley, "'what with all these new regulations and so on. "'Degenerated, indeed, or improved, "'just whichever you regarded it, "'into a supper-club and that sort of thing. "'Dancing? Oh, yes, there was dancing and so on, "'but things had altered. Altered. "'Well, I don't want to dance there, "'nor to go there at all, for that matter.' "'Unless I'm obliged to,' said Heatherwick. "'What I want to know is something about a man who, I believe, frequents the place. "'A somewhat notable man.' "'Describe him,' commended Boxley. "'Heatherwick retailed Rona's description of Basveri. "'Boxley nodded. "'I know that man, by sight,' he said. "'Seen him there. "'I believe he's something to do with the proprietorship.' "'That place is owned by a small syndicate, but I don't know his name. "'I've seen him outside, too, round about Leicester Square and its purlieus.' "'Heatherwick went from Boxley to Matherfield "'and told him the result of Mapperley's work. "'I know Vivian's, of course,' said Matherfield. "'Been in there two or three times lately in relation to this five-pound note. "'Don't remember seeing this man, though.' "'But in view of what your clerk says, I'd like to see him. "'Come with me. We'll go to-night.' Uh, "'Make it Monday,' suggested Heatherwick. "'And tomorrow, Sunday, I shall be meeting Miss Hannaford again. "'And before we go to Vivian's, I'd like to know if she has anything to tell "'about the last visit of Basveri to Riversreed Court, "'the visit that Mapperley watched yesterday. She may have.' "'Monday night, then,' agreed Motherfield. "'I don't know what we can expect, "'but I'd certainly like to know who this man is "'and why he goes to Lady Riversreed.' "'No good, you may be sure,' said Heatherwick. "'But we'll ferret it out, somehow. "'Odd that things seem to be centering round Vivian's,' "'mused Motherfield. "'The fiver, and now this. "'Well, Monday evening, then. "'Perhaps Miss Hannaford can supply a bit of extra news tomorrow.' 
Heatherwick, meeting Rona at Victoria next day, found his arm grasped in Rona's right hand and himself twisted round. "'If you want to see Lady Riversreed in the flesh, there she is,' whispered Rona. "'Came up by the same train. There, going towards the bookstall. A tall man with her.' At that moment Lady Riversreed turned to speak to a porter who was carrying some light luggage for her, and Heatherwick had a full and good view of her face and figure. "'A fine, handsome, capable-looking woman,' he said to himself, "'and one that once seen would not easily be forgotten.' "'Who's the man?' he asked, looking from Lady Riversreed to her companion, a tall, bronzed man of military appearance, and apparently of about her own age. "'Major Pentony,' replied Rhoda promptly, He's a friend of hers, who takes a tremendous interest in the home. In fact, he acts as a sort of representative of it here in town. He's often down at the court. I believe he's in love with her. Well-matched couple, observed Heatherwick, as the two people under notice moved away towards the exit. And what's Lady Riversreed come up for? Oh, I don't know that, replied Rona. She never tells me anything about her private doings. I heard her say that she was going to town this morning and shouldn't be back until Tuesday, but that's all I know. That man Basvery came again on Friday, suggested Heatherwick, but I know he did. Mapperly watched him. Anything happen? Nothing, except that Lady Riversreed told me that if Dr. Basvery called, he was to be brought in to her at once, answered Rona. He came at the same time as before, and was with her an hour. "'Any signs on her part of being further upset?' asked Heatherwick. "'No. On the contrary. She seemed quite cool and collected after he'd gone,' said Rona. "'Of course she made no reference to his visit.' "'Has she never mentioned him to you?' "'Never, in spite of the fact that his professed object was to see the home and the patients.' He's seen neither. Which shows that that was all a mere excuse to get speech with her, muttered Heatherwick. Well, we are going to find out who this Dr. Basvelli is. Matherfield and I intend to get in touch with him tomorrow night. But when the next night came, Heatherwick's plans about the visit to Vivian's were frustrated by an unexpected happening and neither he nor Matherfield as much as crossed the threshold of the nightclub in Candlestick Passage. They went there at ten o'clock. That, said Matherfield, was a likely hour. Between then and eleven-thirty the place would be full of its habitual frequenters. The notion was to mingle unobtrusively with whatever crowd chanced to be there, and to keep eyes and ears open for whatever happened to transpire. Candlestick Passage, unfamiliar to Heatherwick until that evening, proved to be one of the many narrow alleys which open out of St. Martin's Lane in the neighborhood of the theatres. It wore a very commonplace, not to say shabby, complexion, and there was nothing in its atmosphere to suggest adventure or romance, nor was there anything alluring about the entrance to Vivian's, which was merely a wide, double doorway, ornamented by two evergreen shrubs set in tubs and revealing swing doors within and a carpeted staircase beyond 
Heatherwick and Matherfield, however, never reached swing doors or staircase. As they approached the outer entrance, a tall woman emerged, and, without so much as a look right or left, turned down the passage toward the street. She paid no attention to the two men as she walked quickly past them, but Heatherwick softly seized his companion's arm. "'Lady Riversreed, by all that's wonderful!' he exclaimed under his breath. "'That woman!' Matherfield turned sharply, gazing after the retreating figure. "'That?' he said incredulously. "'Coming out of here? Certain?' "'Dead sure,' affirmed Heatherwick. "'I knew her at once. "'I'd had a particularly good look at her yesterday. "'That's she.' "'What's she doing at Vivian's?' muttered Matterfield. "'Queer, that.' "'But she's going away from it,' said Heatherwick. "'Come on, let's see where she goes. "'We can easily come back here, but why not follow her first? "'Good.' agreed Matherfield. Come on, then. Easily keep her in sight. Lady Riversreed, at that moment, was turning out of the passage to her left hand. When the two men emerged from it, she was already several yards ahead, going toward St. Martin's Church. Her tall figure made her good to follow, but Matherfield kept Heatherwick back. No use, he said, in pressing too closely on your quarry. "'Tall as she is, and tall as we are,' he whispered, as they threaded in and out of the crowds on the pavement, "'we can spot her at twenty yards. "'Cautiously now, she's making for the cab rank.' "'They watched Lady Rivers read charter and enter a taxicab. "'In another minute it moved away, "'but it had scarcely moved when Matherfield was at the door of the next cab on the rank.' "'You saw that cab go off with a tall woman in it?' he said to the driver. "'There, just rounding the corner. Know its driver? Right. Follow it carefully. Note where it stops. And if the woman gets out, drive slowly past wherever that is, and then pull up a bit farther on. Be sharp now. This is—' He bent towards the man and whispered a word or two. A second later he and Heatherwick were in the cab and across the top side of Trafalgar Square. "'This is getting a bit thick, Mr. Heatherwick,' remarked Matherfield. "'Your clerk tracks his man to Vivian's on Friday night. "'We find Lady Riversreed coming out of Vivian's on Monday night. "'Now, I shouldn't think Lady Riversreed, "'whom we hear of chiefly as a humanitarian, "'a likely sort of lady to visit Vivian's.' "'She came out of Vivian's anyway,' replied Heatherwick. "'Then, of course, she'd been in it,' said Matherfield. "'But why?' "'I should say, to have a meeting with Basbéry, "'or with somebody representing him, "'or having something to do with the business "'that took him to Riversreed Court. "'What business is it? "'Has it anything to do with our business? "'However, there's Lady Riversreed in that cab in front, "'and we'll just follow her to find out where she goes.' "'No doubt she's bound for some swell West End hotel. "'And that knowledge will be useful, "'for I may want to see her in the morning "'to ask her a question or two. "'Somewhat early for that, isn't it?' suggested Heatherwick. "'Do we know enough?' "'Depends on what you call enough,' replied Matherfield dryly. "'What I know is this. "'That man Granite was poisoned. "'He had on him a brand-new five-pound note.' 
that note i've traced as far as vivian's where it was certainly paid to some customer in change on the very day before granite and hannaford's deaths vivian's is accordingly a place of interest now i hear of a mysterious man visiting lady rivers reed the man is tracked to vivian's i myself see lady rivers reed emerging from vivian's i think i must ask lady rivers reed what she knows about vivian's and a certain dr balvery and incidentally if she ever heard of a place called sellithwaite and a police superintendent named hannaford eh but we're leaving the region of the fashionable hotels heatherwick looked out of the window and what he saw seemed unfamiliar we're going up edgware road said matherfield he leaned out of the cab and gave some further instructions to the driver i don't want to arouse any suspicion there in front he remarked dropping into his seat again the probability is that she's going to some private house and i don't want her to get any idea that she's followed ah now we turn into harrow road the cab went away by paddington green turned sharply at the town hall and made up st mary's terrace presently it slowed down proceeded still more slowly passed the other cab which had come to a standstill in front of a block of high buildings a few yards farther on it stopped altogether the driver got down from his seat and came to the door the tall lady he said confidentially her as got into the other cab she's gone into st mary's mansions just below flats aren't they asked matherfield that's it sir answered the driver he looked down the street cab's going off again sir porter came out and paid that looks as if she was going to stay here a while remarked matherfield in an undertone well we'll get out too and take a look round he paid and dismissed the driver and crossing over to the opposite side of the roadway pointed out to heatherwick the block of flats into which lady rivers reed had disappeared big place he muttered regular rabbit warren however no other entrance than this the old burial grounds at the back no way out there i do know that so she can't very well vanish that way you are going to wait then asked heatherwick i don't believe in starting out on any game unless i see it through replied matherfield yes i think we'll wait but there's no necessity to hang around in the open street i know this district used to be at the police station round the corner you see all these houses on this side mr heatherwick they're all lodging houses and i know most of their keepers wait here a minute and i'll soon get a room that we can watch from without being seen ourselves he left heatherwick standing under the shadow of a neighbouring high wall and went a little way down the street heatherwick heard him open the gate of one of the little gardens and knock at a door there some little delay heatherwick passed the time in staring at the long rows of lighted windows in the flats opposite wondering to which of them lady riversreed had gone and what she was doing there at all it was clear to him that this was some adventure connected with the mysterious basverie 
and with Vivian's nightclub, but how, and of what nature? Rutherfield came back presently, cheerful and reassuring. "'Come along, Mr. Heatherwick,' he whispered. "'There's a man here, lodging housekeeper, who knows me. "'We can have his front parlour window to watch from. "'Far better than patrolling the street. "'We shall be comfortable there.' "'You're intent on watching, then,' said Heatherwick, as they moved off. "'I'm not coming all that way for nothing,' replied Matherfield. "'I'm going to follow her up till she settles for the night. "'That won't be here.' she'll be off to some hotel or other before long but matherfield's prediction proved to be faulty time dragged slowly by in the stuffy and shabby little room in which he and heatherwick took up a position and from the window of which matherfield kept a constant watch on the entrance of the flats exactly opposite midnight came and went but nothing happened and at half-past twelve heatherwick suggested that the game wasn't worth the candle and that he should prefer to depart you do as you like mr heatherwick said matherfield stifling a suspicious yawn i'm sick enough of it too but here i stop till she comes out whether it's this side of breakfast or the other side and what then asked heatherwick then we'll see or i'll see if you're going where she goes next don't believe in half measures retorted matherfield oh i'll see it out said heatherwick after all it'll be daylight soon daylight came over the housetops at four o'clock they had seen nothing up to then but at twenty minutes to five matherfield tugged his companion's arm lady riversreed in a big ulster travelling coat and carrying a small suitcase was emerging alone from the opposite door. End of chapter 11